our nurse, Byron. Go ahead, Byron. Hey, what's up, everybody? And since we're on FCC licensed radio here on WSQF 94.5, we're live on the Concrete Gentleman Show. You gotta say Dr. Marcos de Andre. Oh, doc- go, alias Dr. D. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just go by Dr. D because it's simpler, but full name Dr. Marcos de Andrade. There you go. Yeah, are you? Uh, I heard like a little bit of New York just came out of you, or no? Yeah, I was born in Jersey. There. Hey, you, you it came did. out. <laughs> it came out. See how I picked up on that. I don't that. think the crew knew about that. Yeah, actually. I picked it up pretty quickly. All right, so we've got a. Cool things to talk about today. We've oh, got an sure. hour here on the Concrete Gentleman. Uh, the Concrete Gentleman show is me, my person, and what I'm interested in my personal life. There's another show called the Concrete Conservative, which is a political show on Mondays. But on the weekend, on, I mean, sorry, on the weekdays uh, at noon, I like to talk about this these type of topics. What can we do that's out of unconventional wisdom? You know, most people just love to run to the doctor, start taking pills, mm-hmm. and if the doctor says so. I gotta feel better, and if I don't, then I go to the doctor, he gives me another pill. And I personally was affected by that because I saw two parents who, one has passed away already, die with mm. 15 and 17 pills each. Wow. wow. And now that my mom is completely uh, uh, dysfunctional now with uh, Alzheimer's, I can see that she no longer needed 17 pills. She's now down to one because wow. her mind is gone. So I never, uh, I never want anybody to, to sell their whole life and quality of life to Physicians, just because they want to prescribe you something, I believe your performance medicine and it's what you're about is to try to find another angle on how to solve these problems that we all seem to be having. And I say we all because you're going to get it sooner or later. Right. Eventually, you get the 50, man, and it's all downhill. <laughs> yep. So tell us, what's, it all, what's performance medicine all about? All right, everybody. So let's get into it. A um, few things you addressed, right? Um, so... You, you said this word feel, right? I always use this a lot, right, Byron? We talk yeah. about this word, the, the feel, the feeling. What are people feeling on their day-to-day? Before I get even into the diabetes or the Alzheimer's, by the way, the, another name for Alzheimer's is diabetes type 3 of the brain. Well, how ahead. about that? Yeah, you could go so look the that sugar's, up. So the sugar's eating up the brain cells. Yeah, I mean, um, so let me pause over there on the performance medicine, because this is so interesting, the Alzheimer's thing. So if you think about it, you know how diabetes causes all these, uh, and, and for for those of you that don't know, diabetes causes these problems with your, your peripheral nerves, especially. You know, you get the diabetic retinopathy. What's that big word? Okay, well, that's the problem with the eyes, and then, um, you know. Yeah, the, also, sometimes my eyes burn. Right, right, right. Um, and then you can have issues, you know, that can even lead to amputations and things like that. So uh, I have it, the tingling in the feet. I have the tingling down the back. So that's I your, have my extremities tingling, my fingers. Right, right. So that's your. That's I your, don't even know how I go to sleep. Quite frankly, I'm a, I'm a tingling machine <laughs> yeah, when I, I lie down. Uh, you're moving and shaking, going yeah, to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm moving and shaking, going to sleep. Exactly. So, so basically, um, so if you think I, I like to make medicine real simple. Because it's not that hard. Those darn books were so thick to read in medical school, but it's not. Sometimes certain things are not so hard, and, and there's laws of the universe, laws of for everything. You know, gravity, nine point eight meters per second squared. Same thing with me, uh, you know the body, right? Not what I said the body. Yeah, you, I didn't can't say lie, medicine. you can't lie to the math. <laughs> right, right. So here's the thing, um, with with Alzheimer's. So we did logically say, you know, that um, diabetes affects the nervous system, right? Right. So, and affects your nerve and... Every cell in the body. uh, I'm only repeating what's told to me as a person with diabetes. Uh, I I believe I inherited it through my genes. My father had it as well. Same age. Insulin dependent already as of three days ago. I don't say... I don't like to admit insulin dependent because they're trying to see... They're like playing with me. My doctor's giving it to me. We're going to take it off later. We just want to see if you're going to react because metformin wasn't good enough. And it's really because I'm not good enough because uh-huh. I, I like to have rice. I, I try to grab the piece of bread. Believe me, I fight every slice. I don't go to the second slice, but I grab the first slice, and then I, and then I say to myself, the hell did you just eat that for? Right, it, right, right. It doesn't, it doesn't taste <laughs> yeah. like anything, you know? And But you have, because you're Latin, you have boniato, oh, yeah. yuca, everything <laughs> in our diet. And I believe you are, you're going to be marrying into these dishes soon. <laughs> you're going to be served. I already am. <laughs> you're going to be served to you. So I've always been anti-carbohydrate, right? I've lost 100 pounds four times, right. four times, late 20s, late 30s, late wow. 40s, and early 50s. Uh-huh. The last time was 2009, and I was boxing my brains out, 
and I was losing the weight. Right. So I went into the doctor with, uh, what's the average again? The uh, HTA something? Oh, uh, HbA1c? Hey, there you go. Uh, I, man, I was into the five, four, and he was really impressed with me, and it was his first impression of me, almost right. to the point where he was saying, why is your sugar up high? And I had to admit, oh, how about uh, bread, <laughs> potato? And... So he understood that I, uh, you know, the blood test spoke for itself, and so did the meter. Right. So uh, I was kicked out of my original diabetes doctor for cheating, and he said, you're going to wow. make me look bad, you know, find another doctor. <laughs> Guess what? Follow the same. Same doctor. Why did I go to him? God knows. But I got kicked out by him. He figured father and son, the, the, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So now I'm with another doctor, thank God, because of the Lenar Center at University of Miami. They, they just opened it, so I'm kind of virgin in there. All right. And uh, my doctor seems to be patient with me. He's from India, not from the same culture, this and this and that. But look what he said to me. He goes, hey, man, um, are you already having fuzzy vision? I go, yeah. Are you... Not really clear sometimes, like where you're going. And brain fog, yeah. You brain yeah. fog? I go, yeah. Does it happen while driving? I go, yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do I get back to Key Biscayne, you know? Uh, so I don't leave Key Biscayne anymore. Uh, so I say, yeah, all these things. Well, I'm going to put you on insulin, and I'll see if I can take it off later. But right now, 30-something, so I just see it on the units, pen. yeah. 30 units. And um, I've been doing that now for five days. I don't like the idea of pinching myself. I remember telling my dad, Dad, if you would just stop with the pizza, you know, look, like father, like son. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that I've commenced the weight loss again. So I'm back. I'm now down 10. Mm -hmm. The first 30 are easy for me. But, man, I don't never finish, man. I get to 222, 218, man. I got to get to 195. So if I cheat, it's only 195 to 200, not 200 to 260. Right. Because when yeah. you're when you're this large, man, you could put on weight. I wish I could get a penny for every freaking pound <laughs> they put on it. You know, it has some change. So, what are you going to prescribe to the, our audience? And uh, because I am assuming there are people in their car right now. There's 162,000 people who can actually listen to us, all the way down to Palmetto Bay. And there's got to be diabetics in those cars. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And, and, and pretty, you know, according to the statistic, there is. So just just a side note on me, I don't I don't prescribe. I don't see patients on uh, you know one to one. I, I I function more in a in an administrative role in the organization I'm in. I'm a research physician. I'm a spokesperson. I'm always doing seminars, webinars. So I love this kind of stuff, and I do like population medicine. So. To that, how many? How many did you say? One hundred sixty-two thousand people. Yeah, that's yeah. Our, our, our range is ten miles from here. Right. So, so I love the education part, right? And in this day and age, the man with power is the man with information, right? So, and and that's what I'm hoping to bring here to the crowd, to you specifically, uh, as you're 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 being kind enough to to tell us your your story, and that's very powerful, it's very genuine. So, just to finish up on that on that topic and tie it in the Alzheimer's topic. The Alzheimer's being the di diabetes type 3 of the brain. And like I said, you guys can Google it later. If you're driving, don't do it now. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, By the way, live stream is wsqfradio.com forward slash live anywhere in the world. You can hear us also on radio.garden by satellite. So you just punch in the, the web address, wsqfradio.com forward slash live. You can hear us outside those 10 miles into the Ukraine and China, if you wish. There okay, you go. go. <laughs> so, so... Uh, we, we we logically said if diabetes hurt, uh, hurts and I, uh, uh, quote unquote your your nervous system well where's the, where's the, the you know your central ner you know, your ner central nervous system is going to suffer your brain but we call it uh, Alzheimer's but in actuality di diabetes type three of the brain so that kind of really helps people to like ding understand sugar so even if you didn't have <laughs> Alzheimer's but you do get Alzheimer's I mean even if you didn't have diabetes but you get Alzheimer's it's sugar you basically are telling us it's that diabetes it's, type three. It's a, it's the uh, of the brain. Yeah. So the sugar, uh, uh, but is it that your body's resistant to the sugar or the or the insulin, or are you just over sugared in your cells? Well, well it's 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 insulin resistance by definition. Over uh, a little bit of both. Because right? my mom didn't have diabetes. My dad did. He passed away in seventy uh, age of seventy four because of it. That brought on all kinds of problems, Parkinson's, and he already had the arterial sclerosis. Right. Wow. So the diabetes just made all these things worse. And just, he basically punched out. He told me flat out he didn't want to outlive my mother. He already saw her in that state. They, you know, they were married 58 years. So he just stopped eating. 
Wow, wow, wow. Uh, the irony of that, the eating is what caused all this, and his life ended because he just stopped eating. Well, um, and you talk about eating and, and related to disease. Thomas Edison, if I'm not mistaken, 1902 or 1903, I actually posted this on my social media. And once in a while, I take a look at a look at this because uh, it's such an inspirational picture. He said, the doctor of the future, and forgive me, I don't remember it verbatim, word for word, but he says, the doctor of the future will be he that no longer treats patients with medications, but with food, right? Um, and I, I believe it was Air, uh, Aristotle said, let thy food be your medication and your medication be thy food, right? So th- there's a big thing behind what we're eating, right? Uh um, and and getting just you know taking a thirty thousand uh, foot view on what we're doing. So performance medicine today all, that's called the drone view. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The yep. zoom out, right? <laughs> so basically, uh, uh, what we're doing is functional medicine, um, and we're really measuring performance um, from the 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 variables we're we're changing, right? So so functional medicine addresses though that 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 keyword I said in the beginning that I love that you use how you feel right mm-hmm. so you know you 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 described in your experience hey uh, that the physician uh, that you're seeing asked you you know um, about men- brain fog right uh, mm-hmm. I, and you said you know you even joked oh, I'm not going to leave Key Biscayne so that's 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 uh, a type of. Uh, feeling you feel lost right or or even in your thoughts etc right so uh also um we address lots of issues such as concentration energy too right because insulin uh resistance causes those that spiking energy you know and going back to us latins right uh you know that big bowl of rice in the middle of the afternoon cereal cereal there's another yeah because when you have a uh, child as i did She's now 17, doesn't eat cereal. Uh-huh. Boy, is there a lot of old cereal I need to move out. Uh-huh. And the, the thought of throwing it away is, for a person with an eating disorder, it's just impossible. So you consume it. And no, guess throw what? it out. Throw, throw it, it out. out. Because, man, I have a bowl of cereal and I'm in coma, man. You want to get inspired to throw it out? Do this. I call it the... the... I have a dog. I could just give it to him. <laughs> well, no, do that to him. Not even... <laughs> give him healthy food. But here's the thing. You want to do this? I call this the backyard test. If you want to see if your food's good, throw it on your backyard, all right, Um, and see how long it sits there before it gets consumed. And that should tell you something. If you throw out a piece of, you know, say some chips, some cereal, and it's there the next day, um, then do this. Throw out a vegetable, as pure as you can find, organic or fruit, and see Mm -hmm. how long it'll last there. If the bugs don't want to eat your food, what does that tell you? <laughs> Everything. Yeah, you should probably stay shouldn't away. Be exactly, you shouldn't be eating it, right? So, in 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 functional medicine, we address these issues of how what's happening to you, but according um, to tests that we do, but especially the blood, right? Because the the biomarkers um, inside your your body are indicative of what's happening to you. I mean, if if you if you, I mean, God forbid. Um, Everybody's very familiar. Um, you know, if you fall in the emergency department, mm-hmm. you're going to get um, um, your, blood you know, b- your blood drawn. Yeah, yeah, like for a heart attack or something like that, they'll draw your blood um, to see those, you know, troponins as we call them, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 Q- you see elevated levels. Yeah, yeah. You do an EKG and you do the, you know, you do like the, the blood. Blood, uh, white blood cell count. Yeah. Means that you're under attack. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Fighting something. Yeah. So, th- so that's the thing. When you um, have acute issues, everybody's very, you know, it's customary to okay. Let, let me check my blood. But how about chronic issues or subclinical issues too? Right. Because medicine, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and Byron sees a bunch of this with me. Um, our, our our nurse, he a, a lot of the issues that are addressed are what conventional medicine calls subclinical. But you know the the pre diabetes makes you feel in a you know, a certain way. Those insulin crashes, right? Uh, that sometimes you don't know. You know the different kinds of fatigue, right? And and, and we address those issues in the most natural way possible. I'm not mm-hmm. saying there, there is a space for uh, for 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 the drugs and so forth, but you can address these issues before, or sometimes even inside the in the disease to help with the drugs that you're taking. For example, a good ketogenic diet is great for uh, reversing diabetes. Don't believe me, watch a documentary. So this is a very good documentary with some great... So in other words, no carbs. No carbs. Uh, or very Which is how I lost little. 100 pounds each time. Uh, yeah, so... So I don't, I don't, I don't really want to say 
that it was my willpower mm-hmm. because I was eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I did it, guess what I did wrong? Yeah, I was no carb. I brought down that CC something level to 26 and 24 grams per day, per day. of uh-huh. carbohydrate and kept my piss purple <laughs> using the ketone sticks. And I remember using the ketone. I saw the signs, you know, pink, mauve, brown, and then purple. Purple was a pound a day every day. Uh-huh. And I would be dieting 150 days or so. Man, and losing 100 pounds, that's pretty drastic stuff. Yeah, it is. And then maintaining it was just don't touch my carb. If I cheated with a cookie, man, <laughs> man, the punishment was eight days of not losing weight. Back to pink. Almost like a, not yeah. almost like, a science. Yeah. Because I would pee every morning, and that's the color I would get. And I go, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? And sometimes it wasn't so obvious as a cookie. It was an extra squeeze of the ketchup. Uh-huh. So no, no ketchup, man. Yeah. Right? Just vinegar. Huh? Yeah. Vinegar. Vinegar has sugar. Who's well, especially the one I have, balsamic vinegar. Oh, that, yeah. that stuff's lovely. Yeah, I'm talking about the balsamic, too. That <laughs> yeah. stuff's lovely. And it really was a phenomenon. And I remember I was no, no carb, no carb. And then what's his name? Dr. Atkins falls on his head and, and during an ice storm. Uh-huh. Walks in New York, falls on his head, and everybody says it was the diet. Lie. It was a hematoma in his head. He was of an advanced age. He suffered a head injury for Christ. It wasn't his diet. So uh, carbohydrate diets took a hit for a while there. Yeah. And I said, I'm sorry. You guys are all wrong. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And I wasn't selling anything. I was just everybody was stunned that I could do this and then do it again and do it again. Usually what prompted the heavy weight gain was athletic injuries, you know, twisting of an ankle or something. And um, it was really amazing. Well, what's more amazing is that I've kept all my clothes from all the weights. Uh-huh. So they're all there like a woman with a, a walking closet. I got 190-pound clothes, 210, 220, 240, 260. I got up to 320. Oh. 2011, I was 320. <clears throat> so I'm. what I want to know is there are people who have diabetes that have never gained any weight. Never. They've been skinny their whole lives. Mm-hmm. What is it that you can do that's to never get diabetes, especially if it's not in, in your line of defense? In other words, not in your family tree. What is it that people have to do? Just take, go keto right now and just never go back? All right. So uh, f- first I want, I want to, because our time here is going to be limited, and I always like to give people, when I'm doing my talks and so forth, something they can you know easily find on I don't know, Netflix or so forth to watch. That's something I like to do to really, hey, this is, this is, there's valid information here. I just can't remember the name of the documentary. Um, The Magic Pill. The Magic Pill, yeah. It's a great documentary. Please watch it. It has everything to do with what we're talking about. So the name kind of tells you something. Magic Magic Pill, and it talks about lifestyle, talks, shows you people with heavy diabetes um, and, and what they're, you know, they did to, to get out of that situation. And they completely, they completely reversed it. Uh, yeah. yeah, they did. And, and not only that, but you have patients there that uh, had cancer. Uh, there was one that I think uh, was having asthma. Right. Um, I had asthma di- as a child. The diabetes as well. And just by dieting, you can see all their progress, what foods they were cooking, so they're really how strict. they were living mm-hmm. before. See, that's, they, a, that's also a problem for most people because, yeah. yeah, it's great. But what do I do when I'm coming? I'm at lunchtime at work. I have to bring the little Ziploc bags. I have, you have to be strict. So remember that word feeling? We increase that feeling, which is motivation. There's a way, so, and, and it shouldn't just be addressed, and, and, and this is to answer also your question, what should I do to not avoid, I mean, to avoid diabetes? Number one is surveillance. Surveillance how? Mm-hmm. Through your blood, right? So you always check your blood. Your blood has all the answers, right? Uh, in, in all kinds of civilizations, all kinds of, of, of holy books and sacred books and what, the blood is always uh, held in high regard, right or wrong? Absolutely. Since the and beginning. also in the food. And, and the, the blessing of the food is yeah, for a reason. It, it's very important. And, and as a physician, um, I, I notice more and more the importance of the blood, how much information is stored there, right? That's like your hard drive. Yeah. Now uh, you're saying check the blood on just the glucose meter? Or? No, 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 no. I'm saying so once your insulin is off, it, it correlates with other hormones. It starts to throw off your 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 system which um, is the endocrine system and we don't talk too much about that we talk about you know the body we talk about the brain body brain body brain what's the interface is the endocrine system right what's insulin insulin's coming from the endocrine system it's it's coming from 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 that pancreas and so forth so 
it, that 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 balance is very important, right? And once insulin is off, th- then there's other hormones that start to get off, like your steroid hormone binding globulin. Sorry, guys, I'm not calling you names. That's a huge word, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but that 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 hormone binds your steroid type hormones, like your testosterone's, estrogens. It doesn't distinguish. It'll just start binding between those two. Now you're talking about your sex hormones. Now all of a sudden it's binding your sex hormones. So it's just not a. a a magic pill, right? It's just not, you know, a, a, a fix-everything solution. You have to look at your body as a whole. The mind, body, and for those of you that want to consider the spirit or not spiritually inclined, quantum, uh, you know, the... the, the um, well, either way, you got to pull the will out of somewhere. Yeah, so will, you just gave it another name, consciousness, whatever, but um, it's all a connection, okay? Because, and, and then, that again, you go back to that feeling, the emotion, um, and to me, that's a huge word right now. Emotion. You guys all listening yeah, someone, to us. Someone annoying you could have you uh, react by running to the refrigerator. <laughs> right, right. I know that when I'm under uh, anxiety, and it could be anything, any person. Comfort any, eating. And I'll just, without realizing, stand in front of the refrigerator and looking at everything like if they were my friends. So what, <laughs> if, so what if we could decrease that level of worry, right? That's leading to the anxiety. What if we could, could so decrease the worry, increase the motivation, right? Um, increase uh, uh, a weight loss, right? And weight loss, I mean fat loss and muscle gain. Just seeing small differences, just seeing that waistline, you know, go down uh, an inch or so in a, in a short a peri- period of time in a healthy way. What do you think that would do to you? That would motivate you more to stay away from that refrigerator, right? If you could also stay away from the drugs, um, right? Because this is this is a lifestyle management program that I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So I'm talking about looking into your blood, seeing what's missing there and replenishing, seeing could what's you, extra and getting it out. Could you just uh, diagnose also fatty liver? Um, yeah, now it's a little harder. No, I mean, so so fatty liver disease. There, there's different um, reasons now that it's coming about, but also uh, very connected with sugar, right? Everybody says, you know, you uh, the fats are due mm. to fats. Fats, no, good fats get your fat down, right? And sugars is what increases your fats, right? Yeah. So, yes, we can we can see issues. So when we do, when we take this approach, we're looking at the body as a whole, you know. So we're going all the way from your 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 brain, your pituitary gland, all the way down the organs. You know, you're checking your kidneys, your liver, and so forth. And meanwhile, checking your your endocrine system, mm. it's giving you these signals, right? Um, and then we do address the liver. How do you do it? You do it with metabolites at first. You know, in a lifestyle, a good lifestyle management program, you're going to do it with metabolites. You're going to do it with things that your body consumes and not excretes. Explain to us uh, 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 a metabolite. metabolite. Okay. I knew that one was coming. (laughs) So um, uh, a drug isn't a metabolite. Most of the drugs, right? I can't can't say all, all of them. But most of them, a vast majority aren't. But food is a metabolite. So bit. Because it metabolizes. It, so, so putting it in, well, the drug metabolizes too. But here's the thing: to putting it in layman's terms, uh, basically what that what that means is it's a building block for your body. Um, uh, drugs usually act on 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 uh, um, enzymes and so forth, and they increase, speed up meta- uh, metabolic processes, slow them down, help in transfer of uh, elements. The f- food is a building block. It's providing you with amino acids. It's providing you with fat. Your macromolecules, right? Your th- your three of the four macromolecules, right? Uh, your proteins, your your carbohydrates, and your your fats, right? Your sugars, right? So those are building blocks. It's actually pretty pretty simple to understand. The, the, that is just a building block. I'll give you an example. You want you want to keep on on the insulin one that I. <laughs> Which one am I going to talk about, Byron? That I'm always talking about when it's insulin, diabetes, that mineral that's missing on the earth. I feel like I say it all the time. Chromium, right? I'm, yeah. I'm always talking about chromium. I used to take a lot of chromium while I was on my no carb diet. Yeah, so chromium helps with that insulin. The you know the insulin and the, uh, picolate, right? Chromium, it, chromium pic- pic- picolinate, yeah, picolinate. yeah. So so it helps a lot. I mean, always the quality of the supplement. You know, I was supposed to. It, I want to impress you now. <laughs> she laid it. Chelated, chelated, chromium picolate is what I was consuming. Chelated, chelated. Chelated, like really thin, thin, thin. It's supposed to go into my system faster. Right. I remember spending a lot of money on it, and there was a company that that was a multi-level marketing company that was doing it. Um, I had a bunch of Olympic athletes promoting it. I forgot the name of it, but it was part of a network marketing thing. And I remember 
uh, uh, people trying to get me into this. And, and, I, and I said, fine, if I can get the chromium picolated cheaper. So all I did was consume chromium picolated and, and cut out the carbs, man. I would just see my weight go down. Right, right. Yeah. So, and, and there's great programs out there. That, that's what I want to address. There's great programs. There's great supplements. But, but here's the thing. Um, number one, do you need it? How much do you need it, right? I'm not saying even to go, you know, if there's any person that, you know, has diabetes is listening to me right now, oh, I'm going to go on a ketogenic diet. No, I mean. Is there anyone in particular that your firm uh, sponsors or conducts or ministers? Go ahead and uh, tell us your company's name, the website, everything, so that people can call you guys up and find out what they need to do. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'll definitely give you guys that information, but I just want to make here a little quick disclaimer. Like, so if somebody, for example, does have that you know, condition of diabetes, it, the insulin's very high, you go ketogenic, cold turkey, you're going to feel it, and yeah. you're going to feel horrible, and you're going to hate me. <laughs> so so, what, so what, it has to what have happens, supervision. So, so the sugar which hit, hit the ground, which is dangerous. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the person's going to feel it and so forth. Well, so, that's, that shouldn't be a problem. I felt that way first. But well, some people end, can react real bad. I know, that to women, I know that women didn't like it. I, women don't like that down feeling at all. No, yeah, and I mean it, it can it can lead into bigger issues, you know. Just, right, what you can't have is that sugar crash because yeah. then you're on the floor. Yeah, the hypoglycemia. You definitely want to be careful with that. I mean, you get shaky, sh- you know, um, um, shivery, you know, the cold sweats and so forth. You, you definitely. Although wanna, you but, know, uh, from personal experience, I felt really cruddy in the middle of the day. And I face myself, oh, I haven't eaten in a while. Uh huh. But I go and check my sugar, and the damn thing is high, not low. Right. So I'm saying to myself, I've never had a low. It's not going in. The problem is it's not going in. That's the resistance. Mm. It, you're full of sugar, right, Byron? Yeah. You're full of sugar in your system, but it, the, it's not transporting into the cells. You can put all the sugar you want inside your, 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 your blood, but if that insulin isn't there... It's not going to allow the transport that, that to create the energy. Uh, yep, to into the cell. So, and that's when you have, you know, that's why you got to give. Technically, you. you so what? The people. cells are in arguments with the sugars, and therefore you feel. Insulin's terrible? the bridge. Yeah, it's the one that gets the glucose, puts them in the cell. Otherwise, it just stays in your bloodstream, flowing and flowing and flowing. And, and that's what that makes out. you feel kind of weary or mm-hmm. edgy or mm-hmm. nervous. Exactly. Yeah, because your your body, your body. it's funny, it's like you go into a situation of hypoglycemia, even though you're full of sugar, <laughs> your body can't use it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go on a, keto, a ketogenic diet, and a lot of people say they're on a ketogenic diet, ketogenic diets are really strict. You know, yeah. they, they were designed... It's to go into ketosis, correct? Right. Yeah. So, and what is ketosis? So For me, just, it's horse-smelling urine. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I was in ketosis, along with the purple... Staying on my yeah. ketone stick, uh-huh. boy, was mm-hmm. I, that toilet was not only looked like Gatorade. Chances are, it had a lot of suds in it, and man, it was really strong smelling, yeah. very strong. And I was, I, I look forward to that smell uh-huh. that, <laughs> because I knew I was losing weight. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so, so, so with with the when your body starts generating ketone bodies, right, it, it has to go through a bunch of biochemical processes. To generate that, you know, the, the I'm not, I'm not going to go into the technicalities of it because they have horrible names like gluconeogenesis, glycogenol. I'm not going to go into that. But basically, a certain amount of time has to go by. Um, your body's looking for energy. Just, logically, I always like to use the word logic and medicine and body all together, right? So logically, your body thinks, hey, I need food after some time, right? Because you brought it up that way, right? Because if you lived in the Paleolithic era, which I love the Paleolithic uh, paleo diet as well. Um, but if you lived in, you know, just way back when, you wouldn't have a refrigerator, um, you know, just full of food and a bunch of, you know, good snacks in your pantry and a bunch of corner stores. So food didn't come around that often, right? So we educate our body to want food, right? So your food, your body starts saying, hey, I need some food, right? I need some energy, right? It's measuring energy. So and it, and it does that uh, through, you know, the glucose and so forth. Um, so it's like, okay, I need energy. Give me food before it starts breaking down itself. Because your body, you know how many calories in average a human has uh, just in, in triglycerides in their liver? About 40,000 calories. That's a lot of calories. Your body your body can go without eating. The problem is when you feel, oh, my God, I'm going to die because your body's not used to it. Um, and then it gives you that crash feeling, that horrible feeling. 
And that's what I'm trying. You know, I always I always caution everybody. I'm going to do it a second time to be careful to not put yourself into a situation like that. You know, if you have diabetes, if you have diabetes, even if you don't, a lot of people people don't don't even know they have diabetes. Yeah. Even people with prediabetes, people, you know, that um, um, I've I've even seen young, young people uh, all of a sudden try to go no sugar. Mm -hmm. They're in great shape. Right. They go to the gym, hop on a treadmill. They haven't eaten. And then, poof, you know, they fall over because, you know, mixed dehydration with, you know, hypoglycemia. They just so you got to be cautious. You got to be cautious with this. So um, when you look at these mechanisms, going back to that ketone body for that ketone body to form, a certain amount of hours needs to go by for your body to be like, oh, my gosh. Okay, the sugar's not coming in. All right, I broke down already some of this, and I broke down some, a little bit of that. You know, I, I broke down a little bit of muscle. So let me go and actually start forming these ketone bodies. So your body just tells everybody, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Okay, Ooh, food's not coming in. Uh, th- this is what your body's saying. Is it food or carbohydrate? Well, it, it, technically uh, sugar. So if it's C6, uh, C6, uh, H12O6, right? Glucose in the blood, it stops the whole thing. So it goes back into the system of, you know, okay, I'm in my comfort zone. So anything. Yeah, for me, it was those 24 grams. If I stayed underneath that for six days straight, then boom, a pound a day, pound a day, pound a day. But I did notice that it would go, it'd go through my muscle mass too, mm-hmm. which I didn't mind because since the majority of it was fat, I figured eat up the fat, eat my muscle, who cares, you mm-hmm. know, um, because the fat eventually becomes with your muscle mass. So. You know, when you're in a large bucket for long enough, pretty much all your muscle has fat in it. So I did notice I was getting like jelly, jelly framed, mm. and I could, I, I, I could be really elastic with my skin. And I was like, whoa! And I was proud of myself because I was losing <laughs> weight, losing weight. It was all about losing weight. Mm. But in the end, as I can say, since my late twenties. I would go back to the rice. I go back to the potatoes. No, that's the poison here. Yeah. And, and here's the thing: if you just ask me it, anything, if you eat a bison, right? Uh, you know the and the, these are one of the people that lived the longest in in North American in history, mm. other than our blue zone that we have now in uh, Loma Linda, California. Uh, there's studies comparing these two um, populations. You know, if you were to eat a bison, right, and zero carbs go in, your body's still going to go produce those ketones because it needs the energy. The energy comes in the form of that uh, glucotrin. The, 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 I'm sorry? I used to um, uh, make up this word, tell me if I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, during my diet days, it was my understanding that the high-octane sugar that I had was really in my fat. Therefore, when right. I was denying it carbohydrates, it was seeking it in my fat. That's the ketone. Yeah. That's the ketone. That's the ketone. So it's not glucotrin. I made that one up. Uh, that one I didn't hear in medical school. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard it now, though. Okay, so it, uh, what is the, gle- the, the high-octane sugar in your fat? It, Simply a ketone? Yeah. So when your body goes into that, it, and, and, and guess what's the organ that consumes most amount of sugar uh, during the day? It needs uh, most energy, let's say. I would say. think the brain. Yes, there you go. So that key, the ketones are reserved especially for the brain. Once your brain, can you think about this? How many of us Americans have ever, or worldwide, right? This, the, there could be people listening to us worldwide. How many of us are used to giving our brain, right, the car, and I'm saying car because you give your car gas, right? How many of you, of you of us are used to giving our car, our brain, another kind of gas, right? 100% octane, which would be the ketone. Not, very few of us. We, we give it, you know, the, the, the regular sugar, right? Um, and your, your brain can run on two different things, right? It can run on those ketone bodies, but you need time. You need to kind of put your body in a certain amount of despair so it starts forming that ketone body, right? So when people tell me like, oh, I'm on a ketogenic diet, and you start listening a little bit to it, it's like, ah, no, you're on a modified Atkins or you're on a – and then there's other variants. There's an MCT uh, ketone uh, diets and so forth. Um, and they're very strict. The ketone diet came around um, to I, – I can't remember what hospital – um, it started, I don't remember if it was Mayo or uh, Johns Hopkins, but it was to to uh, combat uh, epilepsy. And, and, it, and it does... Sh- well, the autistic kids are they taking, do, yeah. they're taking off carbs, too. The, that documentary I mentioned, uh, The Magic Pill, right? Yeah, it has have, a, uh, a, a couple autistic... Uh, yeah, I have autism yeah. in my family. Uh, and uh, because he's now old enough to cheat... He's cheating. He goes, <laughs> he goes to the, you know, he's, you know, he's already twenty, so it's very hard to keep him off the chips when his brothers are having chips, you know. Right, right. So, 
<clears throat> it's not fun because he he seizes he has seizures. So so and and beyond the diet that you know the diabetes um, like I, when your body's not in balance and going back to that question you said okay what can people do to avoid uh, I'm 34 years old. Um, work How dare you? I'm 54. <laughs> but, but listen, it's just a number. <laughs> yeah, it's just a number. Uh, your blood is what the one that has the age. Well, why don't, we, why don't we do a test? I suggest uh, on behalf to, um, to my benefit, why don't we put me on a ketone diet and we come in here. You can do this weekly. We can do this. I don't think monthly would benefit the audience, but uh, you come back. And we discuss where, what, sta- what stage I'm in. You're up for the challenge. I'm up for, no, I, but I, I have to see your blood, though. Well, I would do my blood wherever you want me to go. We'll okay. Blood. Yeah, no, you go to your yeah. local lab corp, and we'll, we'll we'll go from there. We we look at your blood, and then you know we'll sit down for a good Was, hour. Uh, how about the lab results that I've already received? Uh, probably not going to have everything that I need. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna need you know our our, our clinical staff is gonna need more because they drew blood on me on Friday. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I, but I, they don't do everything. Yeah, I. I it's just oh, your annual. Yeah, you did your annual. Your annual. It blood. wasn't annual. I, uh, I'm on penitentiary, so mm-hmm. I, it was a month apart. Okay, I mean, okay. but he wanted to compare last month to this month. Yeah, I know, but we could send it over to our to our staff, our clinical staff. They'll definitely take a look. You It'd know. probably be better if I just have my my uh, blood drawn from you all, and then you guys control. No, we 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 just because you guys can ask the blood uh, ask for whatever you want. Yeah, so so we'll we'll send an order. We send an order to your local uh, um, lab. lab. Yeah. yeah, and and um, we'll ask for things that are related uh, to the insulin, but other things too. You know, so the premise is because um, I want for this to work. You all understand that we need to start with the, the right baselines. Oh yeah, on me particularly, yeah. and it would be really cool if we can do this as an instructional, uh, educational, however you want to talk it. Where I'm the pygmy, <laughs> and you're instructing me to do the diet you want me to do. Yeah. And, and we'll prove it with numbers. We'll prove it with your biomarkers. We'll prove it. So, you know, you know what... Uh, so that uh, means that I would be doing the diet, but how would I give you the biomarkers? So you draw your blood. So I would Every, be... Draw- so at, so at, a, at a 90... So we'll do it now, uh, and then we'll do it again at a 90-day mark. We'll draw your blood to see the difference. We could do it a little sooner. Right. I mean, um, just just uh, I mean, for the challenge, we could do it a little sooner. So you see uh, the difference in your biomarkers and how much will that motivate you to see, wow, my kidneys are improving. My 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 livers improve. I'm not saying from the diabetes, but from whatever. Right. Well, for me, for me, it's the radio that motivates me doing Uh, it live with you guys. Okay, Yeah. But uh, I'm switching out since I've done this before. Never at, at the level that I'm sure that you're going to express today. Uh-huh. But since I need to reinvent the wheel in my own head to do this again, because uh-huh. I remember all the pitfalls of losing 100 pounds five times. I mean, it's uh, unusual uh, to the point where I don't know if I did the fifth time, but I definitely did uh, uh, late 20s, late 30s, late 40s, and early 50s. So uh, so that's only four. And I think this last time, 320 to 220 is 100 pounds. But now I'm back to, um, back to 258. Wow. So... This time, I want to see if by doing this radio thing with you guys, not only are we helping a larger audience of people who can do the play-by-play mm. of max ketosis or max ketone lifestyle, what would I call it? I don't know. But we could really create some buzz where uh, kind of like, uh, what's it called? Big Fat Loser Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But do it in this in this format. And I think it would be advantageous for many people out there because there's a lot of people that are just resorting to cutting out their stomachs instead of doing something that you're suggesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, I I actually um, I'm I'm very familiar with uh, or somewhat familiar in the bari- bariatric world. I I did some research uh, about the big fat losers. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 here's the thing: we'll address not only the the. The, the I like to call it the pancreatic fatigue, right, uh, which is the diabetes, right? But the adrenal fatigue, which is the burnout syndrome, the World Health Organization just recognized it as an official disease. Leydig cell fatigue, that's another one where your testicles, uh, for the gentleman, um, they're not producing that much testosterone anymore, even though your pituitary is saying, hey, go ahead and do it, produce, and they won't produce. Yeah. So, and, and you know, that, that, that the guy, you know, Byron, you want to tell him a little bit of the, the symptoms the guy will feel with the low testosterone? Well, pretty much you'll have no energy. Uh, main thing, your libido will be 
Under the ground, down. the hottest chick doesn't get you going. <laughs> yeah. You start, you start uh, questioning her, uh, her character for yeah. no reason whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. You, you won't, you know, it's, it's not her. It's you. Um, also, testosterone is really good for your heart. You know, um, it cools your heart. It gives it uh, pretty much the energy when you, um, when you're at the gym, and you want to get a good pump. You're working out. How about if you just want to catch the bus? <laughs> yeah, testosterone plays a huge role, like Byron just mentioned, the heart. So studies indicate uh, that uh, the organ that has most receptors for testosterone is not actually the testicles. A lot of people think it's the heart, average around 10,000 receptors. And I always say, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to get into a hot topic here because I'm going to use this word that, especially the ladies, they're always like, oh, my gosh, explain this. The, you know, the bioidentical versus non-bioidentical mm-hmm. hormones, right? Um, so that, that that's a huge um, aspect of this of this world. When you're using hormones, right? Are they bioidentical? Are they not? Right? Like for example, a non bioidentical hormone uh, given to um, uh, older uh, females, uh, Primarin, right? Stands for pregnant mare urine. So I'll say that again: pregnant mare urine. So pregnant horses urine. And that's collected and, and the drugs made. That's not bioidentical. Sure, it's like a thousand times stronger. Uh, on the woman's uterus, but it, it it can cause harmful effects down the line. And, and what would that be used for? Uh, so so a lot for of the, fertility. No 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 no. So po- postmenopausal. Okay uh, okay. But so going back to the testosterone. So a, a lot of the testosterone um, that's out there. You know, sometimes in the gym. You know, if I got younger guys listening to me and so forth. That you, you got to question where it comes from. You know, sometimes you'll see this guy questioning, "Hey, is this you know cow grass fed or not?" You know, and all concerned about his food, but at the same time, they're injecting themselves with I don't know what that they got. I don't know where. <laughs> yeah, veterinary <laughs> medicine, steroids. Yeah. yeah. So I had a friend of mine who was a bodybuilder, and uh, he asked me, "Hey, inject me." And we were late eighties, and first of all, his his butt was callous from the amount of injections. Uh, yeah, okay, but, <laughs> but man, I looked on the tube. And I say, dude, do you see that it says for large animals only? Yeah, yeah. So that's not bioidentical. And he looked at me, huh? shut up and inject me. And I go, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. was competing, you know. He was ripped to the gills. Yeah, you got and, and And you could get pretty, pretty, in pretty good shape um, to a certain extent, obviously, uh, you know. Um, it, was, it, was, it was prescribed by a veterinarian. <laughs> by a veterinarian, man. It, it, well, he, was, yeah. he belonged in the zoo, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, but you can get in really good shape um, using bioidentical hormones. And testosterone is a steroid. But here's the thing. It's, it's, uh, it's like your food. Can your food cure you or can your food also kill you? Both, right? I believe it could kill you. Yeah, but but it, it also can can help you live a healthier life, right? Because it has the nutrients, right? The chromium we spoke about so is in is a mineral from the earth that goes inside the beans, and then you're supposed to eat the beans. That's another question: How healthy is the earth, and you know, is it giving us? Okay, the- here's a question for you: Is it true that if you don't eat meat-related proteins, the proteins that comes with the red meat will not produce? the white blood cells you need to fight off disease. Right. Immune system. Uh, yeah. Is that true or false? Uh, um, so These are layman's uh, water talk comments that I hear often. I like to think that we need meats in order to produce the white blood cells to defend off disease. And it's consistent with the vegan people that I see that are walking around really scrawny looking. <laughs> and they always got the sniffles, the cough, and all that stuff. And yet they say that they're super healthy on the vegan diet. But, man, they look terrible. Yeah, that, no, yeah. If you're, they look scrawny and pale. To be a vegan, you need to be very educated. I always say mm-hmm. that because, um, yeah, you, you can mess up with uh, – you can run into anemias and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, so there is a certain uh, truth uh, to what you're saying. Um, and well, level- well, first of all, is it true that red blood cells – makes white blood cells and not the other way around. White w- blood cells cannot make red blood cells. Well, there there are two different mechanisms, right? The 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 erythrocyte, the red blood cell. Um it, it, I don't want to get too much into the science, but it comes from the erythropoietin that the kidney makes you produce in the marrow. They're they're coming from the same uh place, but they differentiate, right? Uh their differentiation um So the red don't make the whites at all. So they differentiate. Basically, they it's like a, a two different a highway that goes into two different lanes, right? So they're coming from um, um, a same cell, and then they differentiate into two things. We use this term "differentiate" a lot in medicine, right? So um, they come from the same 
um, progenitor cell, right? So the, 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 the beginning cell. So they're related, right? Not really one makes the other, but they're related. Same parent, let's say, brother okay. and sister. I guess okay. that would be the, the best right, example. Good. That answers the question. <laughs> yeah, so brother, sister, same dad. You could put it that way. Okay, but if the brother were to die, the sister would uh, be, uh, could... Yeah, Double? Yeah, no, no, no. So, so that's the thing. The the when the red blood cell dies, I mean, it's meant to to live around 120 days. It dies, it dies, and that's it. The game game over. Your red blood cell. So after it differentiates, your body doesn't really do that. Your body after it differentiates, that's the whole thing with stem cells and so forth. After it differentiates, right uh, there, that's it. That cell became that, and that's what it's going to stay. Um, it doesn't go backwards and like oh uh, now i well when when you say degenerates and dies in 120 days it's because other cells have been are newly born every day or yeah, every second yeah reticulos which yeah you have the erythrocytes and then the reticulos the, the ones before that being formed and 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 so forth so so um go, going back to 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 the point of the testosterone and the balance and so forth with the insulin um, you know, and, and I just, you know, for, for the skeptics out there, I was very skeptical with testosterone myself. And I said, I'm, I'm a pretty young guy, uh, until I actually started looking into the, to the benefits of it, not only testosterone, but other hormones as well. And again, as long as they're bioidentical, um, because guess what? You come to a certain phase in your life. You come to, I, I was, I was studying for my medicine boards and then I was, I was on a pro mixed martial arts team for a little bit, uh, down here in Miami. And I mean, I was getting beat up. I was just pushing it to the limit, studying hard, pushing it hard. And I burned out. I really burned out in the process. Um, my my hormones were off, um, particularly this this one specific hormone. Um, and my body's very estrogenic. I was producing a lot of estrogen. And that could be environmental as well, which I want to introduce one last key term, uh, epigenetics. And if you guys don't know this word, memorize it. Don't forget it. Super important because everybody knows the term genetics, right? And I've, I've, I've heard you say a few times today on the show, oh, you know, and genes and genes, you know, and epi means on top and of genes. So what's on top of genes? The genes. So once the human, human genome was calculated, we, we, we had to kind of take a step back and say, hey, hold on. It's not only uh, the genes that play a huge role in the expression of who this person is. Okay, so who Dr. D is is not fully genetic. And some research indicates it's actually the other way around. 98% of the environment dictates who you are. And that environment will turn on or off the genes you have. So just because you have a gene doesn't mean it has to express itself. And before epigenetics, right? So before we calculate, we figured out the human genome, um, we were like, hey, you have the gene, it's, it's going to turn on. Or, it's, you know, it was pretty much... Hey, you know, that a sine qua non condition. And now we're like, no, 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 hold on. So there are environmental factors, and we do these tests as well to identify, you know, after we check the blood and so forth, we identify what are these environmental factors that can be hurting you and can also be um, uh, affecting your genetic expression, right? I'm not saying the genes aren't there. I'm not, Would that be uh, quantified into... Character traits or behavior yes, traits? Yes, 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 yes. So behavior traits. So, And this is where, um, you know, I'm going to zoom out a little bit more, right? Uh, in epigenetics, it shows, uh, um, you know, that there's, there's, there's uh, a lot of research indicating of, okay, why certain thought patterns, how it affects your outcome. Give you an example. Placebo. Everybody knows that word. Placebo. And also nocebo, right, which is the opposite, right? How can you tell me a sugar pill, right, sometimes will be um, – it won't be as close as the real drug, but in a lot of, you know, the clinical trials, you'll see that the sugar pill has a strong effect on the cohort, on the subjects being studied. It's like – or a fake surgery, right? The person wakes up, think they thinks they had surgery. They never had surgery. And, the you know, some of the benefits or if not all of the surgical procedure are expressed in the person. So that's the thought process. That's the behavior. That's where the mind plays a huge role in what the body is expressing. So as you see, since the beginning of our conversation, I'm not just addressing one thing. You know, it's not the magic pill. I love the name of that documentary, <laughs> by the way. Uh, not related to them. I just keep mentioning it because I, I really think it's a great, great uh, – Work of art, I'm going to use that term for it. So as you see, we like to address the body in the whole sense. And, but the first thing is the blood, right? It's hard to address the mind 
the brain, right, these two different structures, if your blood is toxic. I'll give you an example. Yeah, because your mood's going to be shot. Yeah, okay, for example, alcoholics and so forth, when the liver's starting to go, like I'm talking about like really deep into it, um, there's a lot of uremia, right? Uh, your your liver can't get rid of it. Guess what? So you, you can even put, you could tell this person if they're at this stage to raise their hands in front of their face and their hands will start to wobble by itself. So we call this asterixis, right? And that's because it's causing, it's a long name here. I remember learning this in medical school. Um, uh, uremic encephal, uh, hepatic encephalopathy, sorry. So hepatic liver encephalopathy brain. And I remember first time I saw that, I'm like, how are these two... A lot, of or, yeah. a lot of letters. Yeah, I'm like, how are these two together? Brain, liver? Basically, your liver can't detoxify. The uremia goes to your brain and causes you to, you know, uh, wiggle your arms and, you know, your thought process is off. So look at the importance of the blood. One little toxin already throws off your body, even mechanically, right? Not how you're feeling. Mechanically, it throws So it alcoholics up. will have their a wavy hand. No, no, no. But that's really what, you know, when that liver is just like last phase. And it, oh. it doesn't have to be only alcohol. It, it, other Other conditions, too. So, um, and that's, I'm talking about people in hospital, ICUs, I'm, it's like advanced, all right? So don't... No, I don't drink. <laughs> you know, I... It, I don't it, have an alcohol coffee. I, I don't want our people in the car to all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. If you're driving, it's not yeah. going to happen. So um, he, here's the thing. So epigenetics, along with functional medicine, and then if you really want to add on to it, quantum medicine, right? That's another topic I, I really like. Well, that has to do with your conscious and your subconscious and your conscious mind. I mean, research indicates that uh, during the day, you're only using 5% of your conscious mind versus 95% of your co- subconscious, mind, uh, uh, subconscious mind. That's your habitual mind. That's the mind that you get in that your car here. That goes to the refrigerator y- for no reason. Exactly. Also, there you go. You only find yourself there. You got it. You don't even know how you got there. That's what it is. You're so, it's habitual. You want to know something? Okay, a person that smokes, if they've smoked, let me see if I can remember this. I might get this statistic wrong. If they've smoked ten for 10 years, one pack a day, They've raised their hand to their mouth around 21 million times, something like that. That's the subconscious mind. And and my wife's, uh, I, I used to like, uh, like to use this example. My wife's grandma, she, she the, the family tells me when she was dying, she was on her deathbed. No, no, she was raising her hand to her face. She smoked all her life, right? Nice Cuban old old lady. Unfiltered candles. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That hard stuff, right? She didn't have a cigarette in her hand, but she kept raising her hand to her mouth. That's the subconscious mind firing, right? Quantum medicine addresses that. Epigenetics makes the bridge. Functional medicine, you actually see it on blood. You see it on tests and so forth. Right. Um, and this and this this kind of approach, this is to embrace the current medicine that we have. This is to embrace the pharmaceuticals. We're, we're not we're he, this is like a, 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 a loving mission with the patient. So the first step in a lot of the guidelines, like hypertension uh, guidelines, right, according to JNC8 and so forth, um, is JNC8 to the people that write the, the guidelines, but um, is lifestyle management. And then you start, you know, with the statins and so forth. So we're up here. We're at the lifestyle management. We're exactly trying to answer the question you posed a few minutes ago. What do I do not to get into this? What you do is you address your blood. You look at your biomarkers. Then you zoom out. You look at your environment. And you guys taking care of the planet, you know, um, cleaning up beaches, uh, doing whatever you can to make this earth a better place. Love and energy to you guys because that's phenomenal. Our body is also, I mean, our body is product of this earth. It's not, you know, when I well, do... Don't look at me that way. I, want, I still want my plastic straw. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I tell people in my, in, our, in my seminars when I do seminars? And I did 205 seminars last year. You know what I tell people? You're not what you eat anymore. You know that expression? I changed yeah. it. You know what it is? You are what your food ate. Okay, <laughs> right. So, what, the, what the animal ate, and, and what the farmer, yeah, and what the farmer, or grew the plants, or whatever. You know, you yeah. are what that food is eating, right? Uh, even our rain. I mean, they're they're collecting rain from different points of the earth. Oh, you know, my, this this you know, my food is grown on some isolated country, whatever. You know, I've spoken to people from other country. Guess what? But the rain, the rain also doesn't have the quality it had before. So what you're saying there's not eat food from uh, an air an airline flight path. <laughs> Well, well I, I actually fast a lot on uh, on, <laughs> uh, on airlines. But. Well, one thing I did, uh, knowing that I was gonna, uh, I hadn't quite acknowledged my sugar problem, and I knew that since my father was going through all that, I knew that I had what he had. I right. just didn't go see the doctor for the first time because I was using his machine, throwing off his numbers, but right. they were almost identical anyway in the three hundreds, and. I was living three or four years with 300s, and uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't care. It didn't bother me one bit, and I knew that once I have to go in there, it's this process of medicine and stuff, and I was really anti what they were doing to him. 
But here I was following the, tr- the, 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 the train of thought. What I never really could un, uh, I would never really could fathom was why is it that if I, if I could just do the diet in a strict fa- fashion, why is it that the brain, I blame my brain instead of me, <laughs> why is it that the tendency is to go right back to where you started? Okay, so that's, that's quantum medicine. That's epigenetics right there. So now I'm zooming out, right? It's not the functional medicine anymore. Now you're zooming out in kind of different sciences. Like I said, your subconscious mind, right? Your, your, your conscious mind is the, 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 the frontal lobe, the one up here in, 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 in the front, right? So that's your conscious mind. That's the one that says, okay, I'm going to take my keys and I'm going to put them here. Where did I put them? Or, you know, those, uh, you know, uh, I, I just met somebody. So say their name three times so you don't forget, you know, do jumping, do something great. So your subconscious mind snaps out of engagement and you snap into the engagement of the conscious mind. That's what, really what you're doing. And the way to engage that conscious mind is, here's the key word. Ready? Drum, drum roll. Emotion. Anything emotional, you're going to remember, right? You see a big car accident in front of you. Your brain starts firing in a whole different way, fires mirror neurons. But I'm not going to get into that right now. But your subconscious mind is the one that, do, 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 do. you know, you do the same thing. Yeah, I right? give someone, uh, to remember their name, I give them a nickname. Oh, okay. So, so that I remember their, I don't, forget about the last name. Oh, you're going to have to tell me. Go ahead. Shoot. What's my nickname? Right now, I'm going uh, <laughs> to call you... Uh, Doctor Duck. Doctor Duck. D the D Duck. I don't know because you're gonna. I'm gonna end up being Donald Duck when I get done with this diet. <laughs> That's. Funny. I just made that up. As but it's I not only on. diet. Here's the thing. I mean, we'll we'll come in with like really strong supplementation, bioidentical hormones, everything. You know, it's not only diet. I mean, we'll, we look at the water that you're. I mean, we do. We address your 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 hydration status. I have a zero water right now that I drink that comes to my house in bottles, uh-huh. and it has nothing in it. It has no minerals, no water. It's just... great. You're doing an awesome, uh, uh, a terrible job to yourself. <laughs> you need the minerals. So well, of... can't I get another food sources? What the so Himalayan pink sea salt? I mean, in average, has about sixty minerals. Um, very, very, very hard to 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 to. Um, so so if I get into that, so basically, wa- um... double osmosis water. I think is what it's called. No, that's good. It's good quality water. I'm not saying it's not good. No, Here's... I do it because of my coffee. So here's the I thing. I want my coffees to be delicious. <laughs> I don't analyze. A lot of people ask me, hey, what do you think of the product? I'm, uh, that, that's not, you know, a lot. I like looking at products. Like I said, I, I like even looking at Netflix to see what I can refer people to go watch, right? But here's the thing. I like looking at the person and knowing, uh, no opinions. A great friend of mine always says, um, uh, what's not in uh, your blood is somebody else's opinion, right? So there's there's no guesswork. You look inside that person's blood. Then I see the hydration status. I don't care about the brand of the water. Notice, I don't care. I just want what's going to make you feel better, right? So um, our clinical staff, when they look at you know the the, the individual, they're like, okay, what's going to make this person feel better? The, and hydration, it depends on salt, not the water, right? Uh, it's not. It's not the 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 the, it, 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 the 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 salt is important. And 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 again, for you guys, it's not the white. Excuse me. Excuse the colloquialism. Not the crap. The white salt on the table that you we could colloquially call salt. That's sodium chloride. I'm talking about the the pink Himalayan sea salt. I'm talking about the sodium. The stuff. The the good stuff that's in there. Um, those minerals. Your body needs that, right? Um, now you're saying this pink uh, this pink salt. Something we add to the diet, or it already naturally exists. No, you got to add this to your water. Mm-hmm. So you create this water called Soleil water. It's free, guys. You just got to buy the pink Himalayan sea salt, good quality. Uh, put it on YouTube. Do I mean just do whatever per, per eight ounces of uh, water you. You, it comes in drops? No, no, no. So no. you make it. So, so Byron, you, you, you... Yeah, so pretty much you, you go to Costco. Costco, they sell like the big uh, pink Himalayan uh, sea salt. You get a that. You get a mason jar. Right, you fill that with water, then you have a gallon of water on the side. The lid can't be metallic, or else yeah, it'll screw it up. It can't be, yeah. So it'll rust it out. <laughs> yeah, uh, ox, yeah, goes through a chemical. It goes through, yeah. So you put in the water, and you start adding uh, the pink Himalayan sea salt until it starts collecting at the bottom. Once you see that's collected at the bottom, you know that that water is fully saturated, and that salt and that water cannot take any more salt. So you know that that water is. Good for for hydration. Now, will it taste it, like seawater? Or no, you're not. Gonna you don't drink, drink that. You're not no, don't drink, drink it, or else you'll hate us. <laughs> you would end up in the bathroom. You go into electrolyte imbalance, and you don't want that experience. Okay. So what do you do? Is that you keep the mason jar. You open your gallon of water. You get two uh, tablespoons of it of the water, and you put it in your gallon of water. That is your hydration right there for the day. The the, the gallon for the day. 
I mean, you don't you don't necessarily need to drink the whole gallon in the day. Um, <laughs> It'd be nice. But if if you uh, but that would keep you hydrated. That would keep your kidneys uh, filtrated. It will keep you hydrated. Um, and it has more benefits, such as uh, you throughout the day, your mood will be better. You'll feel more energy. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you won't you know you won't feel down, especially now that it's summer in Miami, in a very hot day. Um, and if you were to end up in the ER for dehydration, the first thing they gave you is saline water through IV, right? Mm -hmm. And um, if you really think about it, why are they giving you saline? Salt in the water. Yeah, because the the salt is what hydrates your tissue, the, the saline in that water. And um, that's pretty much the pink Himalayan sea salt does the same thing, but you drink it. Now, if you ever were to try the saline from the hospital, it's salty. It's really salty. Now, this water that you're going to be having, you're not, you're not going to taste uh, salty. And it's a really good water to stay hydrated. And we, we, see, we see it in the blood. And about 90% of people walking around are dehydrated, you know, and just water, 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 water. No, and, and, and we see people all the time decreasing their water intake. They're like, hey, I'm not Especially so women. Uh, yeah. Women are the, ones, the first ones that don't drink much water. Huh. Men, men are more likely to drink a lot of water or just more than the average. But I agree with you. Most of the problems we do have are dehydration. Yeah, yeah. So, Most of the headaches, the afternoon headaches, the afternoon, just, man, just drink a bottle of water. Drink it all, not like a parakeet. I really get upset uh, with my employees who have access to water all over my business. But, man, at the end of the day, I walk around my store and I see half bottles of water like little kids all over the store. <laughs> like you guys what you guys are all drinking half bottles of water drink the whole damn bottle if you're going to pull it out it's costing me at least drink the yeah. whole freaking thing yeah and it's really upsetting that people subconsciously yes say they're thirsty but don't drink the bottle of water drink the freaking bottle of water all of it and then listen to the of the plastic bottle as you throw it away so it's hard to get people to do that. I, when I grab a bottle of water, I drink it until it disappears. I don't walk around with it. I don't take sips. The exception would be if I had food in my left hand, and, because then I'm a specialist at eating, so I would, <laughs> I would take sips of the water. But if I'm just grabbing a, a, a glass of water, a bottle of water, or any time I'm drinking, I'm drinking the entire container of water as I serve it to myself, because that's the only way I'm going to feel replenished. I mean, I don't get taking sips of water. I don't right. understand it. You, Cobble, I'm the, like that too. Yeah. Cobble the water, man. Yeah. Give it to your body because your body's obviously asking for it, but don't sip water. I, I never drank alcohol in my life, and I one, that's one of the principles because everything I got to do, I'm pretty intense. Like, I got to do this, bah, I'm going to do it. I got to, you know, there's something to eat, there's something to drink, I'm going to do it. And and I think if I was to drink alcohol, I'd probably, <laughs> one after another, so just because of my uh, personality trait. But um, I, I totally, I totally uh, am in line with what you're saying. So, but but that's a big thing, you know. Your habitual mind, your your subconscious mind, and and you identified it now. You know, sometimes people say they're thirsty, and wait, are you really thirsty? We don't think with our conscious mind. So, what we do is we reverse engineer, go to that blood, and then once that is more uh, optimized, performance goes up. We see performance go up all the time in different arenas in life. In both uh, um, th this kind of medicine, uh, people attracted to this are usually high performance individuals. You know, athletes. Uh, you know, you you your executive. That you well, know. Well, we're about to change that here on Blink Radio ninety four point five. We're gonna uh, cater this to diabetics because <laughs> I think diabetics uh, are everywhere, and yeah. now it's starting to yeah. affect women more than men. Uh, men are the kings of diabetes. I think women are coming to grips with the fact that they should get checked too, and we're gonna find out. How effective your diet is. So, what? Well, not what, only diet, full treatment. It's not only diet. Diet is a the diet is actually a, a 10, 15 percent component. Okay, so of course you're going to put me on an exercise regimen too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the part that I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> uh, and so, how is it you want to go about now that we're uh, we're down to the last hours of the show, last minutes of the show? We. We are going to do what now? What What are we doing going forward? Are we are inviting you back next week, or do I need to do something? Uh, can't be tomorrow because tomorrow. Uh -huh. Next week, guess, I'm actually on. I'm, I'm guess on what I get to do tomorrow <laughs> because of diabetes. <laughs> I get to extract it, a tooth from oh. my body because mm. the sugar is now ruined the weakest of my teeth, which was the one that had the most fillings on as a child. It parties over. I couldn't, I couldn't maintain it. I, no matter what I did, it's, it was dying on me. And now it's got to come out. 
And uh, when I told the diabetic doctor, not the diabetic doctor, my <laughs> doctor for diabetes, because he's not diabetic, uh, he said, uh, I bet you it's black. And since it's a molar, I opened up my mouth and... Sure enough, I didn't even realize it because I don't see it like that. You don't really see the back of my teeth because I have a small smile. And he looked back there and he goes, take a look yourself. And man, I couldn't believe it. He was so right. I was feeling the pain. I was already taking the antibiotics so that they can extract it. So that decision was already made on my behalf. And that was into the future. But in between that, the, the disappointment came. Man, when I looked in the mirror at the hospital, my God, I couldn't believe what the diabetes had done. It just turned this tooth black. So, I mean, it's being extracted tomorrow because I finished the uh, finished the antibiotics for the pain issue, and he could not extract it with infections because obviously the the hole would and the blood and it could too close to my brain to be messing around with that. So, uh, Friday, Monday, when you want me to draw blood. Um, we'll, we'll actually, so we'll, we'll get back to the office. We'll, we'll call you. Um, we'll get your information. Get yeah, you on the I'd system. rather go over there so that you, uh, either can hammer me or tie me down. We or... see, a, we, <laughs> we see a lot of patients. So we do, we can, you can come no, to now's us. Now's the time to share your website, yeah, your phone number, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. You guys could go ahead and, uh, I, I try to make it real simple for everybody. If you just put a Google search, um, uh, the Dr. D, so the dr. D E. Uh, my Instagram will come up, Facebook, YouTube channel, uh, website. You can just contact us there, right? Um, and we'll refer you to our uh, clinical staff, our, our our team that takes care of this whole thing. Um, but in your case, we'll contact you this afternoon. We'll give you the instructions. We send you an email. You fill out that information. That comes back to, to us. We send you to your local lab corp. You pick time whenever you want to go. Um so that'll be your prerogative. You get that blood work done. We then go and we jam. We go one hour consultation. Uh, we do a lab review. So our clinical staff reviews that, that blood work. You get that PDF back. We You sit down on your computer, wherever you are. I sit down um, or somebody else that does the, your lab review communicates to you what the clinical staff found. Um, and then we tell you how you feel based on all those biomarkers. And then... We go ahead and and tell you, okay, this is what's indicated for this kind of situation, uh, all the way from hydration, nutrition, vitamin and mineral supplementation, and hormone balance, um, and then we go from there. How about how about menu, recipe, and food? Uh, that as well. <laughs> that as well. Yeah. What that to as well. buy, what not to buy. Grocery um, list. Grocery list. Yeah. Oh my God! You guys are going to turn me into a liberal Democrat? No, no. If we're if we're going <laughs> to help you, we got to go all, all the way. Right? Oh my God! It's going to screw up the concrete conservative show. So I'm going to uh, am I going to be eating seaweed and <laughs> and what what's that other cruddy thing the liberals eat? Uh, <laughs> some kind of chip. There's some kind of disgusting uh, chip that makes them vote left. Uh, <laughs> I can see all this coming. So uh, I thank you for coming to the Thanks, the, the, the concrete uh, gentleman. This was uh, phenomenal. Uh, quite you. You promised me uh, a, a, a cool show, and Byron, you delivered. Doctor D, you delivered. Thanks, thanks. And um, you got to come back after one year of marriage to a Cuban girl and tell me how that goes. Uh, I, I got eleven months left then. <laughs> then. There you go. So this is the end of the uh, Concrete Gentleman Show here on WSQF Blink Radio ninety four point five, where I blink once. Yes, I said it. Blink twice. Yes, you missed it. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.